1: It's hard for anything or anyone to take the attention away from what the Blue Jays are doing on the field, but the hiring of a respected front office executive did just that, at least for a day. Welcome to MLB.com Extras Toronto Blue Jays. Matt Waybier joined by Blue Jays reporter Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, thanks for your time this week. And, of course, the big news of the week, the hiring of Cleveland Indians GM Mark Shapiro. He will succeed the retiring Paul Beeston as team president effective at the end of the 2015 season. And, Gregor, uh, any, everything I'm hearing and reading seems to indicate that this is really a perfect fit on both sides.
0: Yeah, it really is. You know, and it's you know, Paul Beeston stepping aside at the end of the year. I think the one concern kind of that you touched on there was that, you know, this is something that could have taken away from – uh attention that's on this team and on the personnel who put this team together. But, you know, I think both sides really handled this one really well. You know, Mark Shapiro um, did hold a news conference uh, in Cleveland, uh, which makes sense because he was there for 24 years, and so he had to address the media and talk to that fan base. But he didn't really take any questions on the Blue Jays, and he said it wasn't something that he was really prepared to talk about for another couple of months just out of respect to the Blue Jays and and Beaston stepping aside at the end of the year. And I think that was the right way to handle it. But in terms of the partnership between the two, it really does make a lot of sense. Um, You know, Shapiro, uh, you know, was very influential in in getting a lot of uh, renovations done uh, at Progressive Field in Cleveland. And the Blue Jays have a very similar situation in Toronto with Rogers Center that needs some renovations done, um, some significant renovations, and uh, is also in the process of trying to get – uh, natural grass installed by 2018 so there's going to be a lot of cost concerns uh, involved in that there's gonna be a lot of planting and uh Shapiro is a guy who has proven uh, during his track record in, in cleveland and while he was president um that he has the ability uh to, to get that kind of stuff done
1: and gregor of course uh, the two teams the indians and the blue jays are currently playing at one another as uh we speak on a wednesday afternoon uh you touched on this already, but is Shapiro in something of a bit of an awkward spot, considering that, like we've said, he's still the GM of this Indians team of fighting for a playoff spot, and you never know if things fall into place. They can meet the Blue Jays in October.
0: Yeah, there's, there certainly is a scenario. You know, it really, I, I still think the Indians are probably going to fall out of it, um, just base, but they do have the pitching staff, so you never know. They could make a bit of a run, but it's going to be challenging for them just because of the amount of teams that are in the mix for that wild card spot. Um, it probably is a little bit awkward. He did he did answer that the other day, and he said uh, he didn't see it that way. You know, he's gonna he's gonna be an Indian until the end of the season, until he actually uh, makes the jump to the Blue Jays. But you got to think that uh, some initial preparations at least gonna go into this over the next couple of months. So it does kind of have a bit of a potential to be an awkward situation, probably more on the Cleveland side than the Toronto side, because especially when it comes to the Blue Jays, it's really for now business is normal uh, and all the focus really for the first time in 22 years, uh, is on this team in September. And this is an organization that hasn't played meaningful baseball since making the World Series in 1993. Uh, that's pretty stunning. Um, so while Shapiro, uh, you know, kind of as you said, you know, stole the headlines in Toronto for one day, uh, you know, by the middle of the week, it was kind of uh, back to business as normal because at least for, for right here and right now, they're kind of bigger fish to fry, uh, which is trying to get back into that postseason and then that uh, lengthy, lengthy drought.
1: And business as usual, of course, for the Blue Jays these days is simply uh, winning baseball games in bunches. Uh, The series with the Indians did not start on a good note. Uh, Cleveland took game one. Then in game two on Tuesday, the uh, game tying Homer in the ninth by Jan Gomes uh, sent the game into extras and then Ryan Goins of all players. No disrespect to Mr. Goins, but if you're looking up and down that lineup and you say to yourself, who's going to hit a walk-off homer, you're thinking Encarnacion, you're thinking Bautista, thinking Donaldson. No, it's Ryan Goins. Uh, does that just speak to the tremendous depth that the Blue Jays now have at their disposal throughout this lineup?
0: It really does. And, you know, I'm, I'm more probably more surprised than just about anybody out there that, that Goins is on the kind of run that he's on right now. Really, it started – uh, at the end of July, when he took over the starting duties at second base for Devin Travis, who went on the disabled list, and he's probably not going to be able to make it back this year, um, Goins hasn't been much of a hitter at all throughout the you know his big league career up until this point. And you know, a big difference for him has been the plate discipline. That's something he hasn't had at the plate uh, during his entire career, but all of a sudden he's starting to take walks going back to you know, Ju- July 26th. His on-base percentage is over four. Uh, and that's that's the guy who's your replacement number nine hitter uh, and so and when you have that option uh, it's a nice luxury to have it's gonna be probably tough for him to maintain that kind of kind of pace for the rest of the year um, just because you would think that eventually his, his previous track record is going to catch up to him but the fact that he's producing this way now really is a testament um, to you know the overall production that the blue jays are getting one through nine uh, and even the production that they're getting off their bench it really is something and you know, he took that uh, production to an entirely new level during that, that game uh, on, on Tuesday night uh, with the walk-off. He, he called it uh, by far the biggest moment of his career, and it's certainly uh, it's something you can't argue with. It really was kind of a special moment that I'm sure he'll never forget.
1: Yeah, going's, going's gone, as was the case on a Tuesday night at Rogers Center uh, to win the game 5-3. Uh, Gregor, do you think it's a case, uh, not just with him, but some of the other, uh, quote-unquote, lesser hitters, in that lineup, that when you look at the lineup and the names I rattled off a few minutes ago, Encarnacion, Donaldson, Jose Bautista, if you're a guy who's not one of them, and you see that's the core of the lineup, and you say to yourself, I don't have to do any heavy lifting here. I just have to, you know, know my role and and do what I'm capable of doing, and not do anything beyond that. Does that put everybody else at a comfort level knowing you've got those three big bashers, three, four, and five in that order? Yeah,
0: I think there is certainly something to be said for that. You know, it's something... We've kind of been talking about it for a while. It's just the, you know, the consistent production they've been getting from the bottom of the order. Obviously, all the attention is going to go to the big guys, and rightfully so, because the numbers that they're putting up this year are kind of borderline ridiculous at times. Um, but the bottom of the order has really found a way to come through, and we've seen time and time again this year where the lineup is getting turned over, um, and the leadoff man when it was Troy Kulewitzki, uh for a while was continuously coming uh, to bat with men on base. Josh Donaldson uh, in the number two hole is, is constantly coming up uh, with men on base, and it's usually at least one of them is from, the, from the bottom of the order. And, you know, you gotta really have to give credit um, to the kind of year uh, that Kevin Pilar, Ryan Goins uh, are having this year. I mean, they're producing a little bit more than they thought before that. Ben Revere, before he moved to the leadoff spot, he was giving them some really good production at the bottom of the order. Uh, sometimes you see a guy like Deanna Navarro down there, uh, really just the 7-8-9, uh, you know, success that they've been having down there has really been an understated, uh, you know, real bonus for this team because it really hasn't been just the big guys. And, and David Price talked about it when he came over to the Blue Jays. kind of exactly what you were saying. He like gets through the heart of that order, and that's when you think you can kind of maybe take a little bit of a breather, and all of a sudden these guys are the ones who are causing you a, a lot of headaches and, and create sticky situations for when that line gets turned around.
1: We're speaking with MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. And, uh, Gregor, the only downer from Tuesday's game, the hitting streak is over at uh, 26 games for Edwin Encarnacion. The on-base streak is still intact. That's over 30 games now. He's been on such a rampage uh, since the trade deadline, of course. Uh, What are the biggest adjustments that he's made, either mentally, mechanically, or perhaps both?
0: Yeah, you know, he's just one of those really streaky guys um, that – when he's going, I mean, there really is nobody better in baseball, and you're not going to see that for an entire six months during the year. He's going to get his numbers, but you know, we saw, you know, this happened last May uh, with kind of a historic month when he tied the record for most home runs ever hit in May, and you know, this year he did it uh, with a little bit less power, but he did it with the real consistent production with the hitting streak, and you know, his OPS this year was actually uh, higher in August than it was. Uh, last May, and last May was about as big of a month as I thought I could see a player have. And so he has this tendency to to put put things together in bunches. And uh, you know, a lot he he often says a lot of it comes down to just his timing and being able to see the ball. Um, you know, talking to John Gibbons uh, this week, manager John Gibbons, he was saying that he just thinks that Encarnacion kind of, is kind of just staying through the ball a little bit more, and not trying to pull everything. He can get a little bit pull happy at times, and that's usually when you see him. Uh, on one of his down stretches. But, uh, you know, to me, it's really remarkable that a power hitter uh, was able to put together that kind of streak. Because typically, that's not something you associate. A 26-game streak isn't something you normally associate a power hitter uh, being able to do because they normally have a you know a very high number of strikeouts, not necessarily a high contact rate. The home runs might be there, but everything else might not. But Encarnacion's a guy who's never really struck out all that much either. He hasn't struck out more than 94 times since, since uh, 2008. So, um, he has the ability to kind of contribute both ways, and, and we've seen it, uh, you know, time and time again over the last
1: month. The 26 game streak, nonetheless, the longest in the majors this season. The next longest is his current teammate, Troy Tulowitsky. He had 21 games. That, of course, came when he was a member of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Gregor, just to wrap up here, uh, September means roster expansion. I know Blue Jays fans. Very excited to see some guys get called up. I think the top name of that list has to be uh, Dalton Pompey. Already made an impact on Tuesday. Two stolen the bases in the same at-bat. Came home on a sack fly. It's been a real roller coaster for him this season. Uh, It seems like he was definitely humbled by it, but it seems like uh, right now he's in a better place and he's better off uh, for the struggles that he went through.
0: Yeah, I I think so. And. You know, he was a guy who, uh, you know, had so many so many high expectations placed on him going into this season, probably a little bit unfairly so. I mean, you know, think back to last year. This is a guy who began the year in, in Class A, went to Double A, went to Triple A, and then eventually found himself in the big leagues in September, and essentially won the the 2015 starting job in center field based on those two weeks that he had uh, last September when he played because he looked that good. Uh, but he came in the spring, and when, when you come in the spring, and the, the job is yours to lose, I think there's a different level of pressure there. And you know, we saw that throughout the month of April when he was here. He was just didn't look himself. He was putting too much pressure on himself. He was down. I think he was letting the situation get to him. Um, and he looked like a completely different guy when he talked to us yesterday. And, and, and he says, uh, you know, he understands a lot of people say this uh, and don't necessarily mean it, but he was talking about how he feels that he's a lot more mature than he was. Uh, the first time around, and you you can kind of see that a little bit. And you know, he's a very hyped prospect. Still has a bright future. A guy who's only 22 years old. He's not going to get a lot of playing time on this team down the stretch. But being around this environment and this experience should only help him. And the one thing he does do uh, is provide some speed off the bench. And we saw that with two stolen bases in his first game. If you're really going to pick apart this Blue Jays roster beforehand, one thing that you would say is that. You know, they don't have that element of speed off the bench. They don't really have a guy who can come in and steal bases uh, when some of your slower guys get on uh, in late inning tight game situations. Now they do with Dalton Pompey. and you know if he plays his cards right over the final months, he's someone who also could factor into uh, making a playoff roster to to fill that role um, if the blue Jays are able to to finish strong and, and, and get into the postseason he could he could have that type of impact on this team.
1: Great stuff, as always, from MLB.com Blue Jays reporter Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, thanks for your time. We'll do it again next week. Thank you. All right, this is Matt Waymar signing off for MLB.com Extras Toronto Blue Jays.